0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the You Thought Media sports Podcasts for the week. Uh, I'm Aiden Lewis, here with Jared.
1: Yes, I'm very excited to be here, but I'm sad that on the agenda, we're not talking about Joe Burrow's Joe small hands today. <laughs>
0: also here with
2: Lucas today. <laughs> In what will not be the first political science point I make during the course of this episode, I hope Aiden's moderation skills outpace that of those on CBS tonight who did an absolutely terrible job moderating the debate hot takes only <laughs> <laughs> we also got Wyatt yeah.
3: I, I don't have anything nearly as uh, strong as that so hello
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing political Wyatt oh, disappointing. no I
3: got nothing to um, throw yeah. out today for that yeah. one no oh, it's usually yeah <laughs> and Bart <laughs> Uh, yeah, I
4: could say something. Jared's talking about Joe Burrow's hands. Uh, reminded me of something else we could talk about, but that'd probably have to get cut, so uh... <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I'll avoid it. The obligatory cut.
0: <laughs> and anyway, so yeah, today we will not be spending the entire episode talking about Joe Burrow's hands. Jared's outline got rejected. Uh, so <laughs> instead, we're first going to be talking about the new NFL playoff format. We're also going to go into some uh, NBA cash or trash where we give out a kind of a, a take or an opinion and cash it or trash it. And we've also got story time again, a recurring segment we've had going. And finally, we're going to go through what we think are the saddest franchises in sports history. So anyway, we're going to start it off with the new NFL playoff format, which was kind of the, the talk of the town this week. Jared, you want to give us a bit of a background on that?
1: Sure. So um, the NFL PA or the NFL owners have um, already approved a CBA that would expand. The big things are that they they would expand the playoffs from twelve to fourteen teams, and that they would add a seventeenth regular season game. Um, they gave the players quite a bit of concessions um, in terms of increasing minimum, basically increasing the minimum wage, um, a couple, limiting practices in terms of how many practices can be padded. Um, things like that, but in general, I think as a player like J.J. Watt has said, it's kind of a cash grab on the owners' side, where they're splitting their revenue between thirty-two owners, or at least thirty-two groups of owners, and then the the increased revenue is going to be split among I don't know a lot more players, right? Um, I I am not in favor of making the players play more games. I think sixteen already is quite a bit when you really think about the toll, and then expi- expanding the playoffs giving one team uh, at least less uh, taking away a buy from a team essentially and making teams play more games. I'm usually not in favor of that's why I, another reason I don't like to expand the college football playoff but I digress um, apparently um, this this will help though early career guys because they'll like like the increased minimum wage increasing like the rookie contracts on the minimums and things like that uh, and they get to smoke more weed um, which is a nice message for the owners to send to the players. So I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on it are, but um, I'm not in favor of making the players play more games.
2: Yeah, I'm with Jared on this one. I think the players, the union, and everybody sort of come out against it for the reasons that you stated about the cash grab. And one thing that I think is important to note about the cash grab is that um, it wouldn't even benefit the players at all the increased revenue. Um, Tom Policero of NFL Network um, said that under the proposed CBA, for each – for the extra game they played, they get a game check, but it would be capped at $250,000, which would mean that all the highest played players would essentially have to take a pay cut for that last game because they make more than $250,000 a game. So it's not even like they're being adequately compensated based on their current salary for the game. They're just playing an extra game. And, like, I know we're talking about $250,000 versus, like, $400,000, but, I mean, still, like, they signed a contract, they signed an agreement, and it's not being honored under the new CBA, which I think is another reason to sort of question it
4: yeah i I agree i'm also not in favor for me one of the most compelling reasons is uh i guess completely abstract and it's the fact that the nfl scheduling formula is immaculate right now Uh, (laughs) probably the best scheduling formula in all of major league sports and if you bump the regular season up to 17 games instead of 16 that gets thrown out the window Um, on a more practical level though i think the nfl playoffs are great in that they're like so hard to get into you know just 12 teams it's it's so highly coveted, and I think you veer a little bit more towards like the NBA level, where over half of the teams make it. And it just be, it becomes less special if you make uh, if you make NFL playoffs go up to fourteen.
3: Yeah, and they also in the playoff format, um, only the number one seed would get a bye, if I am correct, and then the number two seed would have to play, uh, which to me is not <clears throat> good. I actually really like the way that the NFL playoffs are right now. I don't think that they need to be changed. And uh, the, the owners can actually use the easier ability to get into the playoffs against the players. And they could say, well, we made it to the playoffs. And they could sell the fans, that we made it to the playoffs the last five years. And then they could use that to negotiate lower contracts with players and say that we don't need you. We're still going to make the playoffs. And, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's in the best benefit of the players. And the NFL Players Association is one of the weaker player associations out of all of the leagues. So I kind of feel like they're being taken advantage of.
1: Yeah, one thing that some reporters have noted is that the um bol- the bulk of the NFL PA- the players that can vote, um actually, in terms of the full body, are going to be like the mid-level and lower-level guys, which are the guys that the CBA would benefit. So I think it will be interesting to see how many players... Um, I read a tweet. I can't remember who it was from that not everybody is on the same side as JJ Watt, who who said a hard no on this proposed CBA, which I yeah. think is interesting.
0: Yeah, I know the complaint in the NBA was always. I think Chris Paul was the the league rep for a while, right? And mm-hmm. he still he is, kept getting benefits that were like like helping the like superstar players, like his best friends, essentially himself and his best friends, and then the like the players who were lower down on the totem pole kind of were like resented him for it. So it's interesting to see that this is kind of the opposite case where like the, the masses are getting like, are getting more of the benefit than the the upper players. Even if, as you said, Lucas, the benefit in general is questionable. Um But maybe that's intentional on the owner's behalf to try and
2: get more players to actually vote in favor of this. But do you think there's a chance they would go back and like renegotiate something that like, didn't add a 17th game but would still get some of the other concessions the players wanted, like no. a higher,
3: I don't know, yeah. you don't think so? No, I think uh, the owners really want that 17th game.
1: Uh-huh. And, and, and origi- this earlier... is like, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Earlier in the year, they proposed an 18-game season. So they like whittled <sighs> it down basically to 17. So I, I don't know.
3: Yeah. So I know that like this isn't the first offer, this is their best offer, and that they've been negotiating this for a while. Mm-hmm. So they really want to get that seventeenth game. Um they they really want to get more playoff teams. And then like I said earlier, it's just so that the owners can say that they made the playoffs.
4: Yeah, so that's that's one hot topic in the NFL, but obviously the season uh one season that's actually currently happening is the NBA. So let's uh let's maybe transition to the NBA and discuss some uh, some opinions slash takes like Aiden mentioned earlier and evaluate whether we think they're cash or trash. Um, okay, so let's let's start off with uh, with maybe a, a popular one here. Should Steph Curry play this season? He is planned to return on March 1st. Aiden, what do you think?
0: I'm gonna trash that. I'm gonna say he should not. I think this is obviously a pointless season for the Warriors. I mean if he does play, I'll be very interested to see the and he it sounds like he's gonna play. The number of minutes he plays, I'm going to be intrigued by. Maybe they will just put him on the floor for the first quarter or so and then, you know, hold him out. Or maybe he'll just be quiet and sit out a lot. But he, he probably should, to be honest. Uh,
4: I would actually say cash this. I, I just feel like he, you know, it's he's a professional athlete. He, he's competitive. He wants to get out there and, and actually, like, enj- enjoy, I guess, get something out of the season and not completely watch it go by. So I have no problem with him playing.
1: Okay, next up we got um, Cash or Trash This, Wyatt. The Bucks will hit 70 wins this season. I'm
3: going to go with Cash. I think the Bucks Ooh. will hit 70 wins this season. They actually just clinched their playoff spot, yeah. uh, I think, 56 games into the year, so they could lose every game and they could still make the playoffs. <laughs> They're on a really good pace. I'm going with 70 wins.
1: I'm going to trash it. They're at 49 right now, probably going to get 50 if they beat the Raptors today. They, they have like a decently tough schedule, and there's really no reason for them to go for 70. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trash it. I don't, I don't think they'll hit it. And then next up, we're gonna we're gonna tra- cash or trash this, Lucas. I'm gonna start with you. The 76 Sixers represent the East in the finals.
2: As much <laughs> as it hurts me to say, I think absolute trash. I don't think they make it past the <laughs> okay. second round. Whoa. I I don't know. The team has been just sort of lifeless this year, and there's not that fire or desire there has been in the past. So I'm going trash on this one.
4: I Pardon? am inclined to agree um it's got to be the bucks in my opinion if Giannis somehow loses a leg then the Raptors <laughs> but certainly not
3: the Sixers
1: yeah I'm, I'm I'm also gonna trash this because um if you if you're not like getting it together at this point in the season I don't think they're ever going to so
0: yeah we're gonna they're stick with the seven 70- yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna stick with the 76ers now and we're gonna continue to trash them or or maybe not we'll see and we're gonna talk about Embiid and Simmons. Will they both be on the Six on the Sixers come next season? Lucas, what do you think? Cash or trash?
2: I'm gonna cash it, but I don't know if it's necessarily the right call. Like I don't think the Sixers are quite ready to move on from the process yet. But I just think the way those two play together doesn't always work super well. The floor spacing's weird. I heard it, I saw a tweet one time that I thought it was good that if Embiid and uh Simmons could trade shot selection. They would be a much better team, and but their skill sets just aren't at the point where they can do that, and because of that, like I think they just need to move on, have a guard who can shoot the ball, or a point guard who can shoot the ball, so though it's, I don't think the Sixers will move on, so I'll go cash. I think they stick with them, even though it's not necessarily the right call.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with a, a risky cash here and say that I think it's going to be very dependent on the the playoff outcome. Like, if the Sixers have – I could see the Sixers, like, losing in the first round or definitely, like, underperforming the playoffs as they've underperformed all year. And then I think if they do have an early exit, I think panic will set in and someone's going to go. The question is who?
3: Good question. Simmons. Do you not think that the Ben Simmons back injury has a has a play in this?
2: I think it might, just because he's seen as maybe – I don't know. a I mean, it's injury too. We'll see. I think it's it would be interesting to see how the team plays – Without Simmons, because like Embiid dropped 49 last night, like admittedly against the Hawks. But I think like the floor opens up a lot more for him when Simmons doesn't play. And I think this will be a good test case in how a team would run with basically just Embiid at the helm.
1: Okay. Um, Moving on, cash or trash this, Lucas? Zion Williamson leads the Pelicans to the number eight spot in the West.
2: I'm going cash just because I think J.J. Redick is magic. He hasn't missed the playoffs once in his entire career, and he's not going to do it again this year. Wait, is that serious? Yeah, no, 100% true. Did not when he and Zion had a press conference at the beginning of the year, he said, you better not, and then bleep it up for me. I'm not bored, <laughs> I won't actually say the word, but... Um,
4: oh, so, but okay. Also- I'm the only one who curses ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can Yes.
2: yes no, true. but I mean, Zion's been playing fantastically. They've been just like, they're in the ninth spot now i think they'll catch the grizzlies i regardless of jj Redick or anything i think zion's playing well enough to lead them to the eighth spot
1: yeah I man, zion's like a literally a highlight reel every every game live i've watched he's made some very impressive plays obviously um the grizzlies i believe are on a three-game skid right now too so even with all of Jam- john morant's um talent they still don't can't really pull together and i don't think And, yeah, so I think think that the um, Hornets will make a push. Or, excuse me, the Pelicans will make a push.
4: Is my take of a few episodes ago still so hot that Zion could make a push for Rookie of the Year?
1: Yes, it's still red hot. It remains hot, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's
4: plausible. I'm in disbelief. Thank you, Wyatt. (laughs)
3: I know, but the most amount of games he can play this year is like 35 or 36 (laughs) games, something like that, which is a very low number. It'd be hard for him to win, but I think Joel Embiid did it on a low amount of games when he was Rookie of the Year. Mm. So it's not impossible, and especially if he gets the number eight spot, I think he could do it. But there's another team in the playoff hunt. Bart, are you cashing or trashing? The Portland Trailblazers missed the playoffs this year.
4: Absolute cash. I don't see it happening, especially with how hot the, the Pelicans are getting with Zion. I, uh... I would be very surprised if both the Grizzlies and uh, the Pelicans end below the Blazers.
1: I, I, That's cash money. The Portland Trailblazers will miss the playoffs. De- despite Damian Lillard's good season, they still sucked. He has a gro- He's a groin injury now, so I, I don't see it happening.
3: Yeah, I'm cha-ching, cha-ching all the way. It's cash. There's no way they make the playoffs. I, I think that with the Dame injury especially, that they're just kind of out of it. I don't think they would do it, but I think they should start looking more towards the lottery instead of the playoffs. So Harrison Barnes announced that he's not going to shave until Sacramento breaks 500, which (laughs) just a little context. As of right now, they're 23 and 33, which is um, pretty much 400. (laughs) So Aiden, are you cashing or trashing that Harrison Barnes shaves at some point this season?
0: Uh, I'm sadly gonna trash it he made this promise I think in December when the Kings were actually like like kind of doing solid and they've just keep straying further and further away from the 500 mark <laughs> although they are eight and four in their last 12 so a, a late season run to to get that razor out um, I would I would love to see it I think the Kings <laughs> have a lot of talent you know Buddy Field you know Marvin Bagley DeAndre Fox but There's too little time left, and the question is: Was the deal like? Did he say that he's not going to shave until they get to 500 this season? Because that implies that if they don't, he's just going to grow hair forever. Interesting (laughs) to
3: see. Yeah, it's either it's it's either during the season or in the off season would be the times that he shaved. And I'm gonna I'm gonna trash this. There's no way that they get to 500. And I, I kind of hope they don't because I want to see how long his hair can get in the next, like, two months or so before they get into the play – or before the playoffs start.
2: I know, a okay. clarifying question. Does it apply to the beard as well? Like what oh, we yeah. also have, like – Yeah. Okay.
3: It's a haircut yeah. and shaving is what he said. Yeah. So you won't cut any hair. Yeah. Which is also a weird motivator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it takes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but uh our next one we're gonna go with is will Jason Tatum ever be a top three player in the NBA? He'd a he had a pretty hot week. What do you think looking towards the future, Wyatt?
3: Yes, cash, cash, cash. He will be a top three player. You could probably put him in the top ten now if you you can make a claim for it, I think, especially at least in recent time. So I do think that he'll be a top three player in the NBA and I'm not going to use that lately. I think that it's hard for a young player to ever kind of emerge into that spot. But he, he's got it, especially because he's a two-way guy. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I think that I'm not sure if he'll ever be like like a top three superstar in what people think of like as a superstar. I don't think he's like the flashiest guy around. But in terms of top three players I'd want on my team, I I think that'll happen at some point during his, during his career. He's already shown like he was a good rookie and he showed significant improvements since then. Yeah, I he mean... Has, yeah everyone's respect including lebron like they're all yeah everyone loves them
3: i mean like uh he's like kind of he kind of reminds me a little bit of paul george where like when paul george is on he's an mvp candidate so i think that he could be a top three player i think that that's totally possible
2: and so last up we're going to be taking a look at whether we should cash or trash the idea that down the road the atlanta hawks will be a contender in the east bart what do you think
4: uh, I'm gonna say, this one is the, maybe the ifiest one for me. I'm gonna say cash. I, oh. I think I think Trey Young will be transcendent enough, and they'll manage to fill the roster with decent enough role players, if not another star. I think it's I think it's possible.
2: Yeah, I was very tentative on this one too, and I think I sort of just tilted the other direction, and I'm gonna slightly trash it. Um, like Trey Young has been really good so far, but. He hasn't shown me that he could, like, drag a team the way LeBron did. I mean, like, it's different. He'll never be LeBron. But I'm just not confident that he has the capacity to, like...
4: <laughs> sorry, Trey, if you're listening. Le-
2: we don't know, yeah, that. Sorry. sorry. Hey, Trey, we don't know that you won't be LeBron.
1: No. Yeah, we
4: don't know.
2: <laughs> you, you, could, you could turn out to be better than LeBron. But I just don't think... Like, I think he's been very good, but I don't think he alone can do it. And I just... Like, they've got Clint Capella. He's good. But I just don't see things coming together... Well enough for them to be like a contender contender. I can see them being like a five through eight seed consistently, but so that's why I decided to slightly trash it.
3: Bart, I have a question for you. Okay, shoot. is Trey Young gonna be better than Steph Curry by the time like he calls it quits?
1: <laughs>
4: oh. Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, Steph Curry is like incredible. I don't think Trey Young will reach quite that level.
3: Ah, uh, they're kind of the same player, except I, I agree that Curry is a little better.
4: I don't. Yeah, but, I almost go so far as to say Trey is a poor man's Steph Curry.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 I this would place for a worse team. <laughs> you would go, sign. <laughs>
4: well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he's true. he's still young. He's early in his career. It's it's maybe too early to tell.
3: They need him a, a Clay Thompson. Yeah. Hmm. Let's go to our our fan favorite short story segment. Uh I'm going to start off with maybe one of the funniest headlines that I've seen in a while. So, so the Cleveland Browns hosted an open casket funeral for their former for their former mascot Swagger the dog. You guys are all so messed up in
4: the head for laughing.
2: I know, all laughing. I, I know. I mean, Swagger is friends and family. Everybody. I know,
3: I know. And it's funny, too, because uh, one of the quotes that they have is it's like or the in the article I read, it said the 45 pound bull Mastiff is survived by his 14 month son, Swagger Jr. His fa- his what? owner, Fred and Debbie. <laughs> Do you know who, who is Debbie? Yeah. They're the owner. Fred and Debbie are the owners of the dog. The Cleveland Browns Come don't on. actually own the dog. They kind Swagger, of license huh? them dog from those people. Interesting. Uh, but, you know, it's a funny story because not only did they have the open casket funeral, they live streamed it and people came by and paid their respects to the dog. It says dozens of people. So a handful of people went by. Um, of course, his son, Swagger Jr. is in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I looked up the funeral home that does it, the, the John funeral home. And this is what they do. They specialize in open casket animal funerals. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know. This is funny on so many levels. (laughs) I know. And it's just funnier that it's the Cleveland Browns. Like, this isn't like Texas with a bull. This is the Cleveland Browns. Oh, man. I'm just so curious. I'm going to level with you. I didn't
2: even know Swagger existed until I heard he died. Yeah. yeah,
3: He was their first ever live mascot. Uh, He took over in 2014. I think he had a losing record. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> i'm sure
0: he did swagger's got that <laughs> <laughs> that's what i got though
4: <laughs>
0: yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what what swagger jr uh can do as he now takes the throne or it's hard to call anything mm-hmm. related to the the browns the throne but um we'll see <clears throat> uh, but anyway my short story this week uh i saw a couple headlines this week about the fact that the Warriors trade for Andrew Wiggins and a first-round draft pick is allegedly, again, uh, this this could be total BS because it sounds like it, um, allegedly part of their plan to go after Giannis this summer what? where they're going to trade... <laughs> Where they're going to trade a first rounder, their first rounder, the Wolves' first rounder, in I think 2021, and Wiggins are the the central components apparently of this trade package for Giannis <laughs> if he doesn't want to go back to Milwaukee, which is to start off absurd, but <laughs> according to multiple league sources, that is that is part of the Warriors' plan. With that said, I think it should be pointed out that the Warriors really turned a profit on this whole D'Angelo Russell, like Wiggins thing. Like when the Warriors sent the Warriors to get D'Angelo to get D'Lo sent a protected top 20 pick and for this year. And I think it's pretty clear at this point that it's going to be a top 20 pick for the Warriors Uh, And so apparently the Nets will actually get now their second rounder. The Warriors second rounder in 2025. So that's the power, (laughs) first of all, of a protected first round pick because that means nothing. And then they turn that into a high pick from the Wolves in 2021 or 2022. So well done on the Warriors for, for yeah, but they got Andrew Wiggins. So
4: how can it be a net double? <laughs> that's that's fair. they're gonna, they're that going to turn it point. into, but they're going
0: to trade him to for Giannis. So again, right. a one for one trade. <laughs> um, it goes from Kevin Durant
3: <laughs> so. to D'Lo to Wiggins to Giannis. Which exactly, is it's, just a, it's just A,
0: a quick swap.
3: <laughs> the only way that works is if it happens this year, <clears throat> this this summer. Because why would you take a Warriors pick for the next couple of years? Yes. No, it doesn't you work in this scenario. Now.
4: Why would the Bucks ever even consider trading Now ex- yeah.
3: No, I agree. Exactly. Why would they be like, Yeah, you know, I like that deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so unless unless Giannis says hard fact, I'm not coming back, which he I don't think he would say that. Yeah,
4: yeah the Bucks are like, Yeah, I heard you guys have the next LeBron, apparently. <laughs> it's not even a given God. that they would trade Middleton for that just get, like given how long <laughs> their roster currently would. is I, yeah I, I don't
0: think any rational person would um, so anyway we'll see what the Warriors got up their
2: sleeves but anyway <laughs> yeah. alright so we're going to finish off the show where we're each going to take about 90 seconds to be able to make our case for the saddest team in sports you can look at the usual suspects like the Browns or the Sacramento Kings, or I think we'll be looking at some more out there choices as the time goes on. So, I am first up, and I will make my case that the Buffalo Bills are the saddest franchise in all of sports history. And when I base this on a theory of political science, I told you it would not be my last, of relative deprivation, which basically argues that revolutions occur when people have had it good, And then have it bad because they're used to having something good, so they're angry. So I'm going to argue that the Bills are the saddest because they were once really good. They came to expect good things. But it's saddened that when they were good, their goodness was even sad, in which they lost four straight Super Bowls. (laughs) So I am therefore going to argue that because the Bills were once good and are now bad, and that's sad in and of itself. But not even when they were good were they allowed to have anything good. They lost four straight (laughs) Super Bowls. And that is my case for the Buffalo Bills being the saddest franchise in all of
1: sports. That's a strong case. I, it is very strong.
2: Do you have a paper coming on that, Lucas? A, a thesis? A, <laughs> Watch out! Say? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, if I were a Bills fan, I would also choose to like jump onto a table and try and break it because that would be the only joy I could get out of any football game. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's certainly a strong case, but um, I I don't think it's quite as strong as that of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, For those of you who know that I'm from Minnesota, it's probably obvious there was no other choice for me. Um, Basically, they have always been awful, and they seem like they will be awful for the foreseeable future. Let me put it to you this way. The Minnesota Timberwolves franchise started in 1989. They have only had four seasons where they broke 50 wins, and those were all with prime Kevin Garnett, and they've only had eight seasons where they even broke 500. Does that, like, process that. One-fourth of their seasons only were they above average. It's awful. (laughs) Get this. Of all the teams in the NBA, the Timberwolves are the only ones who have a um, historical franchise win percentage below 40%. The only ones. Glenn Taylor is an awful owner. Uh, there's just constantly a, a merry-go-round of coaches. It seems like the franchise is haunted or something. They're, they're awful, and I don't. I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. So, that's why I say the Minnesota Timberwolves. Sell the
3: team. Yes, please.
1: Do it for the city, for the state, for the state. If you state, love actually. Minnesota,
3: you would sell the team. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's a little different spin on an, as far as teams. I went with the Chicago Bulls. And I know historically they aren't the team that has been as sad as the Bills or the Timberwolves. But what a fall from grace that the Chicago Bulls have had. They were at one point the best team in the league. They put together this dynasty. Of course, it's, I don't have to explain the Michael Jordan era. Um, and it kind of just all came crumbling down. They've had Derrick Rose. And Derrick Rose is good, and he was supposed to be kind of the heir apparent to Michael Jordan, although there was some gaps. Um, And then he got injured, and then now he's no longer on the Bulls anymore. And they've just kind of been rebuilding since way back in, like, 2015. They've never been good. Even their good players, their starters, um, are probably, at best, second or third options on another team. I don't look at the Chicago Bulls as anything that's going to be good in a while. And uh, they're like a huge market that is pretty much operating at a very low level. And uh, one of the big things that kind of highlight the Chicago Bulls is that they have the fire Gar Pax uh, thing going on. So they want to fire Gar Foreman and John Paxson, who are guys in the front office, the VP and the GM. And there's actually a website. If you go to (laughs) firegarpax.com, it's well done. It's not just like, oh, it's... (laughs) Fireguard packs if you go and you scroll through it it has a timeline of every time that they screwed up so all their bad draft picks <laughs> all of their uh bad trades everything that all that coaches hires and fires it's yeah the chicago bulls are what it would is the most depressing is that they they fell from grace yeah like but speaking
4: it's... of the, the big chicago market i feel like at this point it's like, all of the hype surrounding the Bulls is, is purely residual from the Jordan era, and, and people right. still only go to games because of, I guess, like, the nostalgia and the, the old <laughs> hype. Nothing current. Yeah.
0: yeah. They've got a lot of mileage off of that. Yeah, I'm looking at the website now, Wyatt. It's it's impressive. The graphics I know. are very well done. Someone <laughs> it's very put, nice This see. looks professional. <laughs> like...
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a great timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Someone if any of you
0: guys of are bit, listening, I it. yeah,
2: I'll, I'll, don't worry. I'll put a link in the description. Yeah. So no. <laughs> our viewers can go and check it out.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna take it in also in the NBA direction to talk about probably just a, you know, a, a team that's about as legendary in the NBA, the Providence Steamrollers, uh, who played in the <laughs> NBA in the 1940s. They played at the Rhode Island Auditorium, so that was a bad sign that they played at an auditorium. I've, I've never heard of a, a team playing there before. And um, they actually had a pretty promising beginning. They started out in their first season 28-32, and 32, which for an expansion team, like, very encouraging, looks good. Then their second season, they went 6-42, and 42, which was a little worse uh, and is still tied for the least amount of wins ever with the charlotte bobcats who to be fair had a lot more chances in that they played 82 games instead of 48 Uh, and (laughs) then the third season the steamrollers doubled their wins to 12 and 48 but then they left providence forever uh becoming the last of the big four sports teams becoming the last big four sports team in providence so really poor people of providence but anyway the the legacy that they did leave behind uh, is that first of all, they're at some point during their second season. Nat Hickey, their coach, who was 46 years old, activated himself for two games, and to date is still <laughs> the oldest player to ever play in an NBA game, which is a fun record Good. to have stick around. And they also have another record that remains unbroken: they the taller pl- tallest player in the NBA at six eight. That is a record that still stands today tallest player in the nba no (laughs) but anyway so providence the providence steamrollers maybe did not live up to their name they left their mark on the on the record books in terms of losing and uh that was all there was for the uh, providence nba team that was it
4: okay just one noteworthy thing i was Mm -hmm. curious so i did some googling Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason there also exists a Providence Steamrollers team that played football. Super yep. confusing. Why does that happen? How does that happen? Can someone they explain won, it? why? Yeah. Why are Rhode Islanders so obsessed with steamrollers?
0: I know they actually <laughs> won a championship that football team in 1928, and then they were gone by 1933. So, <laughs> wow, they were a it little was the more depression. Soulful.
1: It was the depression, yeah. man. And the Dust yeah. Bowl. <laughs> Honestly, though. <laughs> you needed a
2: steamroller to get him back <laughs> going. <Yeah>. Anyway,
1: <laughs> to close that out, I'm wiping away tears right now, guys. Those were all very sad. But there's still none more currently sad than the Seattle Mariners. So they're they, they were, they're also in the record books a little bit. Um, they currently have the longest active playoff, playoff drought in professional sports. Yes, longer than the Browns. Their last postseason, post-season appearance... Was in two thousand one with Ichiro, they're the only MLB team never to appear in a World Series, um, and they've tasted greatness. Like you said, Lucas, um, they had a hundred, a uh, one hundred sixteen win season, which is a record, and they still, even that year, did not win the pennant. Um, combine this with the fact that the Seattle, Sa- Sa- um, that the Seattle Sonics were just torn away from the city, and now Seattle is just a football town. Uh, just makes it even more sad. Uh, basically, the Mariners are a farm system for players to perform better uh, elsewhere um alex rodriguez <laughs> prime example um and even if they were not even if um players don't perform elsewhere they get poached by the yankees which just should make you cringe uh ichiro suzuki edwin and forced to denigrate themselves and and play for the yankees uh even r- really sad one of our best players randy johnson Chose to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as an Arizona Diamondback, not a, <laughs> not a Mariner. Um, <laughs> and we have bobblehead nights for Randy Johnson, and he doesn't even want us. It's it's sad. Um, the big free agents we sign, uh, Robinson Cano, just get busted for PEDs and then fade out of exist. Like not even not even fade. They just erupted and out of existence. I don't know what the phrase is. Not to mention least. Or last but not least, they were cheated out of a World Series win by the Astros. Let's be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the biggest victim of the, uh, the Astros cheating.
1: How sad is that? So. <laughs>
4: I'm
3: surprised nobody anyway. said the
4: Astros as their pick, uh, given how yeah. uh, just yeah. how embarrassing their whole ordeal has been. I mean, my
3: they're an honorable mention for me because they were so bad for so long and they finally win a championship and they've created this dynasty I say dynasty with air quotes and then it turns out that they cheated to get it so they're they're up there in my honorable mentions also honorable mention Washington Wizards you guys suck so <laughs> yeah Bradley Bill dropped two point games yeah. within the last week and he lost both of them so <laughs> Good for well, the Wizzy's, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, while it's been fun to trash on these teams, I hope you guys don't trash on us. I hope you support us. Um, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Follow us on Twitter at you Thought Media, And let us know what you think about the show. We really would like your feedback. Um, and we'll definitely implement it if it's good. I, I can tell you that. So um, please follow us. Stay tuned. Um, and thank you guys for listening.